Hello and welcome to Core Women. My name is Dr. Summer Watson and I'm the founder of Core Women and I'm also an empowerment strategist for women. So if you're listening to this podcast to delve more into empowerment strategies, well, you're here for the right reason. However, Core Women was also developed because it's a special place that provides a unique idea of home for the hearts and souls of women. It's a place for us to share our strength, energy, wisdom, and authenticity. It's a place for women to find support and strategic empowerment ideas that will help support their lives. Today on the show, I'd like to welcome Jordana Ayer, who is the founder of Modern Day Sorcerer and Sorcerer School, the next steps for conscious leaders. Jordana has spent a great deal of her life leading the conversation about power. You're going to want to continue to listen to her thoughts, theories, methods, and wisdom. We have so much to talk about here, so let's get right into this, Jordana, and welcome. Thank you, Summer. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I am so excited to have you. So let's chat about your journey, your thoughts about the idea and subject of power, and why this was the focus of your conversation growing up Mm -hmm. throughout your life. Where I'll start then, I kept asking why. So a big part of my journey, like, okay, so I looked out into the world when I was little, from like quite literally as early on as I can remember, I noticed the way people treated each other. And I noticed also the way people perceived, um, you know, fortune and fame and wealth and things that I, I could tell they were equating to power. But I knew deep in my bones from a really, really young age, that's not power. That is BS. Power is this thing that I feel so connected to that I know we can all connect to. And it's bigger than any one of us alone. So I just knew that it was something that in order to have power or to use power, that it, it involved connecting to that bigger thing. But what that led me to was I kept asking why, because I felt so much vastness inside of myself. So being connected to that greater energy, it left me feeling in a way empty, but also in a way full. And just overall very vast, very like spread out, almost like the motion of the ocean could move through me. And that scared me. And it it also led me to overthinking the elements of, of how complex my mind was. And as I grew up, not only was I asking big questions about what was going on inside of myself, I was asking big questions about humanity. I wanted to know why, you know, why was it? I was a social worker at 15 years old. I started interning on the streets with homeless people. And it was like, why was it that these people who are living on the streets are actually more brilliant than my Ivy League educated father? I don't get it. (laughs) So I was just trying to figure out humanity. And I kept asking why, why, why? That led me to an eating disorder. Actually, I developed an eating disorder with that feeling of vastness and the complexity. And I just, it was a struggle that led me to therapy. And the more I asked the big questions to the therapists that I was seeing, the more I started to realize, oh my God, nobody can help me with these big questions. And so that ultimately led me to a path, like fast forward many, many years at a 13 year career in social services and bilingual education. And then I moved on to open my own company uh, back in 2006. So then in 2008, when the market crashed and I lost two and a half million dollars of investment that was literally sitting at the table about to get passed on into the business, of course, I came back to asking why, but at that point I knew nobody could really help me with the bigger questions, 
So it forced me into a space so deep inside of myself. And that was where I started to learn what power really was. By digging deep into my own being, by processing my own emotions, by learning to interact with the complexity of my mind in a way where I started to discern, okay, what's, you know, the thoughts versus consciousness. And so all of that led me to recognizing that each of us, so myself, but then each of us can access the quantum field. And it led me to how do we do that? Like, how do we transform our own DNA so that we can flow through us that power that like I've heard a lot of people describe it as like, when I was little, I knew that I could be like superhero level powerful, but I don't understand now as an adult, I just can't access that. That through transforming our own DNA, we can come back home to that feeling and to the use that we have to serve the world with that feeling. Interesting. Okay. Well, that is big. That is a lot. A lot. <laughs> it is a lot to consume here, Jordana. And I say that because, first of all, we go from your journey as a, as a youngster and then social worker at 15. We fast forward onto, we're talking about quantum field, you know, the quantum <laughs> field and the theory. And, and okay, so you're going to have to break this down for people because quantum theory, as I think of it, is behavior of matter and energy, right? Mm-hmm. And so, as you're talking, I'm thinking, okay, we're talking about energy. And, and that gets me to your business today, modern day sorcerer. Yeah. And when I, when I think about that, does this have to do with your focus being on power and the power of the spirit? Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's a few different dimensions that that tends to take on. So the focus inside of Sorcerer School and Modern Day Sorcerer is conscious leadership, which can mean so many things, right? So if you think about power, but you zoom out and you recognize, all right, well, a modern leader, anyone who really wants to make an impact on the planet requires the embodiment of like, be it the fierceness of Gandhi or the compassion of Jesus or the equanimity of Buddha There's so much that a modern leader requires in embodiment to hold more powerful space, to lead a bigger conversation with innovation on the planet. So the answer is yes, but what what I keep seeing is like the, the, the bigger link that wants to be mentioned in that, especially like how does that connect to the quantum field? Each individual, each person, whether you know yourself to be a leader and you are leading big things already, or whether you know yourself to be a leader and you're still trying to figure out where that is that you're supposed to lead, each individual has this well of wisdom inside of themselves. And so the more you learn to access your humanity, your humanity will bring you to your wisdom. The more you go to your wisdom, the less you will need to look outside of yourself like I'm all for, like, if you want to read a book written by some awesome person, read the book. But the wisdom you require is not found through the books. It is found inside of yourself. So it's like what we're talking about is connecting those dots so that you can hold and communicate and feel safe and comfortable communicating the wisdom that you were born to access and utilize and bring to the planet. Mm, I love that. And, and with that, are you also suggesting that there is a link? There is a relative link between us all in regards to our energy and, and yet we use that energy differently? 
Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's so interesting. I was just, I just did a video on this this morning. Uh, one of our community members asked, and it's a, the question is going to sound disjointed, but you'll see where I'm going in a moment. Okay, great. He asked, well, how do you know when it's time to show up and serve and where and to whom you should serve when you've got so much to contribute? And this is a person who I know, like, it was asked by somebody who runs multiple companies very successfully. But it's like, how do you know when your energy is too scattered versus when it really is time to contribute in a certain place? And what I shared that brings back to what you just asked around, you know, are we really connected to the collective consciousness and that wisdom? If you visualize it like concentric circles, Mm -hmm. you are in the middle, right? Right. Now, in a way that's obvious because you, like the only place that you have is yourself. Right. But what we don't realize is that more of us than not, if you zoom out in the, those concentric circles, like go out, 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 out into concentric circles, most of us live more of our time connected to the opposite where we're like super connected out to the collective because you are of the collective and nobody teaches us in like grade school how to live in sovereignty, how to live in the home inside of yourself, how to connect to your body, how to connect your mind in your body, etc. Right. So when you reverse that pattern and you come home to the center of that mm -hmm. concentric circle, which is your own sovereignty, then what will happen is you will remain connected to the collective, but you'll know what's yours to do. You'll know right. what wisdom is yours to share, etc. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It makes all kinds of sense because it, it really is about knowing yourself first. And then once you know yourself, you'll have a better idea of how you can connect to these other circles. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's in my mind, I have to simplify it. I, that might be oversimplified, but in my mind, I'm like, there's got to be a connection. Yes, you've got to know yourself, but there's also a connection to the collective. Oh yeah. You oh, know, yeah. And, and, and that's really interesting. And that leads me into my next question because you do have this business. So can you explain based on that, your perception and you did somewhat of leadership and how you perceive the process of, of business and how, and this is a multi point question and how interpersonal skills such as mm -hmm. active listening, teamwork, responsibility, motivation, leadership, flexibility, patience, those kinds of things foster healthy redefining of power for our collective. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's interesting because in a way that was a multifaceted question, but the, the answer that's coming through is, is really a one it's multifaceted, but it's, it's like a one succinct place yes. to begin. So the way I perceive leadership, um, and this is, I work with leaders across industries too. So you know, I see this happen. I see this be the primary thing for people in biotech as much as I do for people in cybersecurity, as much as I do for people in, you know, healthcare or social work. It's, it's all over the place. So a leader holds a role within creation, right? You are a creator. Mm -hmm. Now, some leaders are more, are more focused on creating, you know, a new product or a new service or facilitating a new service. Other leaders are more focused on, you know, use again, the concentric circles, more right. focused on leading a team who's creating something new, but it still always comes down to creation. And what we forget <laughs> is that, or what most people don't even really well, I don't want to say most people because these days what I'm about to say 
if I had said this a number of years ago, it would have been this bomb that's dropped in the room that people are like, oh my God, you just blew my mind. <laughs> what, I, what I've been seeing is that when I share this with people, they're like, oh my God, I've been seeing this too. So this actually is not brand new for people. But a lot of people still don't realize that when it comes to being a creator and leadership being a process of creation, creation is not a linear process. So it's like a leader thinks that most leaders are taught, even in business school, you're taught that to grow a business um, or to lead a team of people, you need to have a linear setup of like linear strategy, step one, step two, step three, and then here's the final outcome or result. Now, though I'm all about strategy, life doesn't move in a linear process ever, 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 pretty much ever. No. <laughs> And I agree with that. I agree with that because each of us has our own journey and yet for me, steps are nice, right? Steps are great because I feel like uh -huh. I've given something to someone where then I'm not setting them up for failure, so to speak, yeah. but we impose our own journey onto that. So that's going to look very different in how somebody actually takes those steps. Yes. How somebody actually perceives those steps how somebody exactly. actually gets to the end goal. Yes. So, so like you're, you're completely so much, so spot on. So the, the discernment in leadership and like how somebody can determine, okay, well, if it's not linear, but also I want steps, how the, how the heck do I do that? So mm -hmm. creation moves in a spiral. Mm -hmm. it, it actually spirals around and around. If you're familiar with Fibonacci sequence, or if you've ever seen a plant, grow yes. on a time-lapse video, right? It's all in a spiral. Right. So that spiral is always moving through you. It's moving through how you need to grow your business. It's moving through, you set an intention of like what you want it, maybe mm -hmm. your money flow or how you want your team to shift. And that intention will catalyze into another spiral and another spiral. So where it is not linear, how that spiral, because obviously a spiral isn't linear. Right. What's ironic, well, not ironic, just really interesting, is that it does still move in mathematical equations because Fibonacci sequence is mathematical. So you can have steps for each person, though, the mathematical equation of what are my steps and when do I intersect point A with point B with point Z and how, for each person it's going to be different. So that's why like I teach people steps, but then I also teach you how to discern and connect the dots for yourself of where and how your steps need to take place so that it's your own unique process. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And it brings up so many questions and we can be here for a long time. I have to <laughs> ask you one of, one of these questions though, because this is so intriguing your perception of leadership, of who we are as human beings. So how do you not get stuck in the circle? How do you not? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, sometimes people do get stuck there. What do you say to somebody who says, I'm kind of stuck? So that's a really interesting question. I actually don't know. What's ironic about that question is that it's more challenging for most people have more of a problem not staying connected enough to that circle. What oh, I found. Yeah. So even if you look at somebody who's really arrogant, really egotistical and Hey, I've had my own battles with arrogance too. I still like it for as far as like 
personality goes, it's something that I'm always having to keep in check and go deeper into. Right. Right. And this is a thing when somebody has like a really deep knowing a lot of my clients face this, it's like, you know, things deep in your bones, but then you have to release and dissolve the layers of where you have had to protect that deep knowing because it wasn't safe to share when you were younger. Yeah. Um, so anyway, for someone, a leader for whom you might see a lot of arrogance or a lot of ego, or maybe yeah. they're really controlling, mm-hmm. those people are actually the least connected to themselves. Right. Right? Yeah. Like they, they haven't right. been taught to, that it's safe to feel their emotions. They haven't been taught that it's safe to live inside of their bodies the control usually comes from wanting, you know, wanting certainty, which doesn't exist, wanting life to be a linear process, which it cannot. And so those people, it's like they're living so far outside of themselves, trying to control everything that what I have found is that you can basically never be, and I never say never, but essentially you cannot be too connected to that concentric circle because when you really are connected, really, really, then you automatically want to serve. You automatically want to show up for the additional elements of the circles. Does that make sense? It does make sense. But I have to go back, and there's a context uh-huh. to that, because working in the field, the human services field, like you for years and years and years, right? And being in the clinical field, working with people who are really impacted by some very difficult things, you know, they're thinking Mm -hmm. having suicidal Mm -hmm. thoughts or hurting somebody else or, you know, are gravely disabled. Sometimes I find that people are so sensitive and so caught up Mm -hmm. in themselves that Mm -hmm. they're stuck in the middle Mm -hmm. of that circle of that concentric circle. Yeah. I see exactly what you're saying. Um, That is that. Oh yeah. Activity. And so let's say Mm -hmm. for example, we're in quarantine right now. And it's like, how do I get through this? Because I'm feeling so much about it. Yeah. And I'm not trying to downplay the feelings because they're, they're out there and they're real, but somebody can be consumed by that because of the sensitivity. Absolutely. And I've had a lot of clients share this and I have gone through my own process with that. Um, So the most sensitive people have the biggest hearts and Mm -hmm. the most sensitive people have the the most challenge with like where people, where, where some people might say, Oh, just choose it. You can just choose happiness. Mm -hmm. It is not that Mm -hmm. easy for a lot of people. So to answer your, I love the question to answer your question. Um, it's a process the way I see it. And this is, it's not, you know, I'm going to say it as one thing, but this is an entire like multi-step multi, um, you know, multi-journey process. It's a process of finding a balance within the self of surrender and choice. So I actually do still come back to like, if, if you are down in the trenches and, and it's hard to get out of that space and it is because that person is, is so connected to the self, mm-hmm. what is actually the journey out usually is connecting more deeply to the self. It's that we've got these mechanisms that program us, you know, protection mechanisms, self-sabotage that program us or have us programmed or conditioned um, to stay down in those trenches or to stay in suffering. But usually that actually comes from a numbing out and not, not truly being really present to one's own feelings. But, but again, it's like, it's a process 
between how deeply can you surrender to learning to process your own stuff and how powerfully can you learn to choose and be a stand for choosing, you know, ultimately like all that is, you know, shadow or darkness is just that which doesn't know its own light. Um, so you've got to process your shadow, but also you can choose the light, right? So where are you, like, how deeply can you surrender and how powerfully can you choose? That said, for people for whom it is a challenge to just stand up and choose, it's usually a, starts with a process of deeper surrender and going more deeply into the true self, not the ego self, not the numbing self, not the self-sabotage self, but the true inner world. And then as that person does, then they can learn to more powerfully choose. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Thank you. I love that clarification. Thanks so much. And I know that's going to help the listeners as well. So I'm going to go on with another question because like I said, there's so much to talk about here and I want to touch on just two more questions here. So mm-hmm. I know by reading your bio, you also speak about transforming DNA and leaders. And so my understanding is that we can't necessarily change DNA, but we can change the expression of G- DNA, which yes. influences our genes and how we function through the world, right? Yes. And so tell me about that. Tell me how you alter the genes, so to speak, in the DNA of leaders. Great question. So from us, I'll, I'll give a simplified standpoint, and then there's like more, a little more to there. So simplistically put, uh, it's a foundation of mind, body, soul, and spirit. If you see it like a figure eight or an infinity loop that wraps around mm-hmm learning to connect to your mind, your body, your soul, and your spirit in a very interconnected way, and then connect the dots of the four together will teach you to transform your own DNA. Now, that said, if you spread it out a little bit more, like look a little further out, there are laws of physics at play. Your biology is at play, your physiology, kinesiology, sociology, and psychology. It's like all those ologies are at play in transforming your own DNA. But that sounds like, well, how am I going to get a PhD in, you know, eight different sciences? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's not what's necessary because the, the really amazing part of that is your body already knows how to interact with the laws of physics deep down. It's not conditioned to, but you can very quickly and very easily come back home to how your body has been trying to interact with the laws of physics and how your biology has been trying to let itself play out to help you become who you want to become. So when you, when you come home to your humanity, then what, and mind, body, soul, spirit, then what will happen is organically your body and your mind and your soul and your spirit will help you transform the systems of your DNA, essentially help you transform the expression of your DNA so that old patterns are dissolved so that you're able to expand into being able to hold more so you can have a bigger impact, whatever shift you want to see. Wow. What a fantastic conversation this has been. So much depth, so deep, so stimulating. And I could go I could go on and on asking you questions. I love the conversation. Thank you, Jordana, for for making my mind work today. I love what you're doing and how you've really created your theory, created your theory to align with what you're doing today. And I absolutely love that. So Thank you, Summer. I appreciate that.
Absolutely. So my last question for you, if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would they be? We're going to return to the concept of power. We've talked a little about power today. What is it? You know, what is that creative expression of it? What really wants to be shared today, right now, especially we're in a pandemic right now, but this is still going to apply pandemic or not, whenever you listen to this, we're in a time of tremendous transformation and we're going, the planet's going to continue that way for some time. And what is really wanted right now is the power of the feminine. So if you think about the expression of that yin or shadowy or flowy or creative feminine energy, I feel like leaders today can benefit from giving themselves even more permission, whether you're a man or a woman, whether you identify as you know masculine or feminine or man or woman, uh, or identify as non-binary, each of us in our humanity are being called to give ourselves more permission to open to that like flowy power of the feminine or the yin. And that is like, it's like where we want to be right now to open to the biggest service. So that's, I don't know why, but that just really wanted to be shared. Thank you for sharing that. It's so important. It's the message that you're sharing today. The theory, the methods, the ideas are so important. And I think it's going to resonate with a lot of people. So thank you for sharing part of your journey with me today and your concept of power. Again, thank you for joining me on the Core Women Thanks podcast. Thanks for having today. me. Absolutely. If you'd like to know more about Jordana Air, please follow her on Instagram and Facebook and check out her website at moderndaysorcerer.com. If you need a strategic empowerment coach, contact me. If you want to tell your story of empowerment or how you have reconstructed your life to drive change, send me a video or an email of your story providing permission to use it on my social media platforms. If you want to be featured on my podcast, reach out to me at infocorewomen.com. I want to hear from you and to get to know you. You are now part of the Core Women home. Let's get to know each other. Let's learn from one another. Please follow Core Women on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please let your women friends know about this podcast. If you write about Core Women in your social media posts, please hashtag Core Women. This is all about women. Thank you for taking the time to learn more about Core Women, and please stay tuned for continued growth of the Core Women movement. Let's grow and drive change together. 